Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode You guys have just me this week, and we are going to talk about what is on everybody's mind, obviously, COVID and the pandemic and the quarantine and everything that has come along with it. Um, Back on episode, what was it? Episode 82, a couple weeks ago, I talked about searching for the sunny side of COVID-19, and I'll link to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, we really, obviously, that was four weeks ago, and <laughs> I feel like all of our perspectives on all of this has changed or increased, you know, it's, I feel like it's not the same pandemic that it was four weeks ago. And I feel like all of us are, we're getting like delusional, we're getting frustrated, we're getting, you know, just tired of it. And it's so not funny anymore. I mean, it was never funny, but we're all so over it, right? And you know, four weeks ago, I came out with episode 82 and I had all this stuff on my heart and I shared very um, uncensored with you guys and just, you know, really shared what was on my heart. And I passed along encouragement and love and a little bit of laughter and, you know, what I hoped we would all learn from this and some actionable tips, you know, for people had been asking like, okay, what should they do if they were laid off work? You know, should they continue to pay on debt? Should they, you know, things like that. And we also kind of talked about why social distancing is so hard and our natural instincts to be together. And, um, just a lot of that kind of stuff and me trying to find the positive side, like I named the title searching for the sunny side. And I mean, you guys know like that is, that's what I do, but also I'm not here to sugarcoat things. I'm not here to be like, well, just smile through it guys. And let's, you know, just put on our best face and, you know, not be, naive and not just go blindly optimistic into everything, right? And there is a sense of we have to be realistic and optimism isn't always the best, you know, thing. It isn't always it isn't always the option. Like we don't sometimes we sometimes we just have to be realistic. Sometimes we just have to live in the moment and take the next right step, right? Um, So if you are needing kind of more of an encouraging little bit of searching for the sunny side, um, after you're done with this episode, click over, listen to episode 82. Again, I'll link it in the show notes, but you can always, you know, go back and and find it in the previous episodes. And um, I feel like it was a good episode and I was proud of it. Um, But now 
<laughs> we are four weeks later into this. And I cannot believe that it has, part of me is like, feels like four weeks ago was a lifetime. It's been five weeks for us here personally, since um, we have, we started kind of self-quarantine before we were actually put on shelter in place in East Texas. So for my family, we have been quarantined um, most, you know, to, to the best of our ability for five weeks as of like a day or two ago. So we're on to week six now. Um, and it just seems like a lifetime ago, but it also seems like, I don't know, it, it, all time is distorted. I don't know if you guys are feeling the same way, but I feel like all time is distorted. Days of the week are not making any sense. Everything is blurring together. Hours are not making any sense. I feel like some days are going by in the blink of an eye and other days feel like three days. <laughs> uh, it has just been the craziest thing, the craziest thing that I think I've ever experienced. And, and I, I feel like I've been through some stuff, you know, and gosh, like this is, this is just the craziest thing that I think our generation has been through. And I did one post on social media about like, about being warriors and like how we've been through stuff, like, especially as millennials. I mean, we lived through Y2K, like I was uh, 11, 12, something, whenever it, during Y2K and that whole, like, we were so scared and like, but then again, I was so young that like, I didn't fully understand, but that was the first thing that I remember really being scared of. And then, you know, 9-11 and just the, the terrorism and the shootings and just all this stuff that like our generation, I feel like has been through and we are warriors because of it, you know, and we have learned to adapt and adjust to so many crazy things that our parents probably didn't think would be reality when we were first born. <laughs> um, so this week, okay, coughing break, sorry, <laughs> to pause to cough. Um, this week, what I was about to say was that I am just going to share what's on my heart with you guys this week. I am honestly not going to take a lot of time to edit this. It is very late. My kids are in bed and I am I'm tired. And what's so crazy is that we have been doing so little, but yet feeling so exhausted. And I talked about this a little bit. Um, a couple weeks ago, but I feel like now I've really, you know, kind of experienced this a little bit more and I'm, I'm really sharing just to kind of have the camaraderie that like, Hey, you know, we might be apart, but we're still kind of together in this and like all the things that you're feeling are okay. And all the things that you're feeling are normal and someone else is feeling them as well. And so the other day I asked on my Insta story what you guys wanted to hear for this week's episode. And 
um, I was really kind of thinking about like steps of like how to adjust to this new normal. That was kind of the title I had in my head. And um, someone, I did not write down your name, I apologize, but one of my amazing Instagram followers came up with the title, Keeping Up With The Joneses Quarantine Edition. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. And V and I laughed about it for a little while. And she was like, yes, this is perfect. This is what you got to do. So with this title in mind, I think that we are always as humans, as, you know, animals, animal instincts that we have, we are nature to compete. We are, we are a competitive species. And in one of Brene Brown's books, she talked about competition over play. And I know I referenced this in one of the previous episodes. What episode was it? Episode 75. Okay, sorry. I'm scrolling back through old episodes to see. In episode 75, I know I mentioned this idea in this book where competition over play was what she talked about and how some animals will, if they're playing, they're like play fighting or something with another animal, they will purposely lose to continue playing longer. Um, and that how, how humans are competitive by nature. We would rather just, you know, win and get it over with instead of prolonging play longer, right? And so I think about that and then I think about how it is so natural for us to have the comparisonitis because we are a competitive species, right? So we want to do better. We want to be the best. We want to be world's best mom. We want to be world's best boss world's best wife, whatever our titles are, right? We want to be the best at it. If we have, if we know everything there is to know about Star Wars or The Office or, you know, whatever shows we're into, we, we want to know the most and we want to connect with other people and then compete over, you know, compete over who knows more and quiz each other. And that's why we love trivia and we love, you know, all that kind of stuff. We are so competitive. So I think that competitive nature plays into a lot of this comparisonitis, a lot of this keeping up with the Joneses mentality. And I think social media has amplified this to an exponential amount that it just, I mean, we get to see inside people's lives more than ever. And especially during times like this, when we are already so vulnerable and so reaching for some kind of normalcy and, you know, reaching for something, and we, we might not even know what that something is, we revert back to a lot of survival mode. We revert back to a lot of our animal instincts. And part of our animal instincts is hunt or be hunted, right? And so that's competition. 
That is comparison. That is survival of the fittest. And so when we get in these desperate situations, those animal instincts are going to come out more than normal, right? And it's, I just, I wanted to kind of share my train of thought with that on the podcast because I felt like I could explain it better than I could in a written post. Um, And I feel like that's why we normally are more prone to comparing to each other and in the whole keeping up with the Joneses mentality. And in times when we're more vulnerable, it's even worse, right? And so a lot of people who have struggled with um, a shopping addiction, for example, and they'll say, you know, I shop out of sadness, boredom, depression, um, you know, a lack somewhere in your heart and you just want to look better than this person or feel better and there's still that competitive nature in that. So of course we're going to feel like this during something like a global pandemic and in a time when we are quarantined we have a lot of us have more free time on our hands than normal And that's even for those of us who have like basically no social life, who homeschool, who work from home. I'm I'm talking about myself. (laughs) Um, I I still am like, things are still shut down. Have y'all seen the meme going around that's like, yeah, but like I still wanted to go to like the two places that I go to. And that's definitely me. That's like, okay, yeah, I still wanted to go to the park and the grocery store. Um, you know, I wanted to be able to like have dinner with my mom. I mean, I don't do a lot of exciting things, but you know, the two or three things that I did do, I, I, I want to do those things. Um, so yeah, we have more time on our hands and our, our minds are wandering more now than ever. So something that I wanted to note is something that my mom always told me growing up was the worst pain you've ever felt is the worst pain you've ever felt. Okay. So think about that for a minute. When the worst pain you've ever felt is the worst pain you've ever felt. So for example, when you are a young kid and your dog dies or something, like usually something like that is one of our first experiences of true pain and heartbreak. And it is the most earth-shattering thing in the world to you, you know, when you're five years old. But as a adult, you're like, you know, it's a little, not that it's easy, but it's a little bit easier because you're like, okay, you know, I've lost a couple of pets in my life and it's not quite as earth-shattering, right? And so my mom always told me this and she was like, it is true, real, earth-shattering pain when it is the worst pain you've ever felt. And to me, I think the worst pain I've ever felt is losing my dad and a lot of it is like that's kind of where I feel like I get my armor from where I get my like warrior 
side. And I think a lot of like, I've done X, Y, Z, really, you know, all these things that were really hard. I've, you know, I lost my dad when I was 20. I, you know, I raised my kids solo half the time while my husband's at work. You know, I, I think about all these other things you know, that were challenging that I have done and overcome. And I I say this and I list all these things to get you to encourage you to list the things that you have overcome, the hard things that you have been through, because we've all been through our fair share of hard things. And we all have our own armor. We all have been a warrior in our own battles, whatever those battles look like. And you cannot compare the worst pain you've ever felt because your pain factor is different than mine, but it's still the worst. Does that make sense? So when you're a five-year-old and the closest thing that you've ever lost to you, the closest relationship that you've ever had was with your dog and you lost your dog that is the worst pain you've ever felt okay and when you're 20 and you lose your dad that is the worst pain you've ever felt but I've also said you know to my mom who lost her partner of 20 years that's the worst pain she's ever felt is she in more pain than me because she lost her spouse and I lost my dad. You can't compare the two because they're so different. But to both of us, that's the worst pain we've ever felt, right? So even though it probably is worse to lose your spouse than your dad, I don't know because that's the worst pain I've ever felt, right? So, okay, why do I tell you this story? For one, I tell you this story. Two, I want you to I want you to list the things that you have overcome and that you are a warrior and to remember that when times are hard put on your armor and you know suit up because like hey I've been through some things man and look we're here and we're going to keep fighting so this global pandemic probably is not the worst thing that's ever happened I hope that it's not I know that a lot of people are really struggling and I don't sugarcoat that at all, at all. Um, But when times are hard, put on that armor and think I've been through a lot of stuff and I'm going to keep fighting. I'm still here and I'm going to keep fighting, right? Um, Also, as part of the comparison and the keeping up with the Joneses, you guys, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been spending more more hours than normal, and it's usually at least one to three hours per day scrolling through social media, and it's like I don't even – I haven't even been keeping up with my screen time, like whatever. You know, we're surviving the days over here. And we're scrolling through, and we're comparing more than ever because we want to know how so-and-so is handling – this pain. And we want to know, like, is their pain worse than mine? And we have to know, like, am I surviving better than them? And oh, oh, they're complaining about that. They have no idea. They have no idea what pain is like, you know, and we want to do that because of our competitive nature. 
but it's not fair to do it. And so people like Ellen DeGeneres are getting criticized over her comment about feeling like she was in jail in her mansion and everyone's, you know, giving her all this backlash and, you know, and I love Ellen and I don't think that she meant it the way that people are, you know, outraged about. And um, I even wrote a post about, I don't know when it was, but I even wrote a post about like, you know, this is not like, this is not like being quarantined in a 20,000 square foot mansion. Like this is, <laughs> this sucks for reg for us regular people, right? But it's not fair to say that because she is and all these other celebrities and all these other people that you're like low-key hating on how they're dealing with the pandemic. This might be the worst pain they've ever felt, you guys. And them being stuck at home still sucks. Okay. And it's not like, well, I'm struggling more than them. So I win. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And I mean, I know we do it to help ourselves cope. And I do it too. I mean, I'm I'm human. And I also have like, <laughs> there's been a few celebrities that I'm like not really following as hardcore as I was. And Ellen is one of them because I'm just like, I love her so much. But I'm just like, sister, <laughs> are you like, a, you know, like we're not, we're not in the mood for this right now. Um, and just, I don't know, other celebrities with their like their makeup tutorials and they're like figuring out how to like cook and like do these things that the rest of us are like, yeah. I don't know. My mom said something about uh, Chrissy Teigen saying that she hadn't done her own makeup in however many years. My mom was like, are you really kidding me? And I was like, yeah, mama, but like that's her life. This is still hard. This is hard for her. Okay. Like that she's out of her norm just as much as we're out of our norm. And yes, her norm looks different than ours. Therefore, her quarantine looks different than ours. The worst pain you've ever felt is the worst pain you've ever felt. She's still out of her norm. It still sucks for her. So let's cut her a little bit of a break and like, okay. Um, and it goes the same way with the regular girls that you follow on Instagram. And, you know, I've also been in that mood of so many moms with their like, they're doing a really great job, like homeschooling or like doing school at home or like virtual learning, whatever they're doing. And there's been so many moms who are making all of these like, really themed like craft ideas and making schedules and like all these color coordinated charts and these like activity boards and like all these all these things and making like super fun meals with their kids and like just doing all these all these things which I think is fantastic and if that is your way of coping if that is your way of getting through you do you like that, I, great. I'm happy for you. I hope that it is helping, you know, and to me, I'm thinking I'm the worst mom. You know, I'm falling short. I don't have activities planned for my kids. The, we're very, 
we're very laxed homeschoolers. Like we are very like, it's not school at home here. Like it's very life learning here with a little bit of like actual book work. It's very limited book work anyway. And that has become even less so (laughs) during this. So it's really, you know, I get that comparisonitis and I'm like, I suck as a mom because I'm not doing a a schedule. I'm letting my kids stay up past midnight. I'm letting them sleep till whenever. My oldest has been like sleeping past noon and like we're just kind of, we're surviving over here. And it's really easy to me for me to be like, I suck as a mom because I'm not doing X, Y, Z like so-and-so is doing, right? Um, and, I, and I was kind of like, I was talking to my sister about this because we always just like unfiltered, you know, talk about whatever. And she was like, yeah, but like that's how some people cope. Some people need the structure of a schedule. You know, some people need that to survive this to get through this and I was like okay well I'm on the other side of that and I need this like no expectations (laughs) like literally one of my April goals is to do the dishes every day because I don't have a dishwasher so you know doing it the old-fashioned way over here and (laughs) one of my April goals is legitimately to do the dishes every day and I have not even succeeded at that I think I've had like four days where I've gone to bed without doing the dishes because I like can't even do that. So that's me. Like I'm over here, very low expectations. I'm getting my work done. My work is making me feel better. So I'm working and like a lot of the other stuff is just falling off, like back burner. Sorry, hit the microphone. Um, <laughs> I talk with my hands if you haven't noticed. Um you know, the kids are surviving. They're, they're hanging out. They're having fun with each other. They're having a crap load of screen time. We're having cereal for dinner when they want cereal for dinner and we're, we're making it and they've been having so much fun and they've been playing and they have been sleeping and they have been doing art projects and making TikTok videos and being kids and that's okay and that's what works for us and that might not work for you you know and that's okay and not that you need my permission but I know that it always helps to hear a friendly voice say that it's okay however you are dealing with this is okay and however you dealt with it yesterday might not be how you deal with it today. And that's okay. It's okay. Literally for me yesterday, I woke up at like 10 o'clock, which is honestly waking up at a decent hour for us right now, because we have that we have been like sleeping till like noon. And I'm on me personally, I'm like, if all the kids are asleep, you best believe I'm staying asleep. Because I mean, what is there to do? <laughs> um, so I actually got up at like 10 o'clock, I actually like took a shower, which honestly has not happened every day because uh, depression, blah. And I got my work done. And I was literally done with my whole to do list by like 230. And I was like, 
this feels amazing. This is so great. And by the end of the night, I was like, I, I guess I just had too many hours free that all of it kind of just came crashing down on me. And I was like, blah, this sucks, you know? And then today I was like exhausted from, I don't know, the depression of last night. And here I am. And today was like not super productive. And I did my dishes though, you know, and I'm here talking to you guys though. And hey, you know, the world keeps turning and we're all okay. It's okay. Um, and I think a lot of it is why when we do slow down, why a lot of us are like experiencing a lot of this depression and this like these mood swings of like hour to hour, it could be completely different of how you feel. You could be feeling like, okay, cool. Like I have all this free time. I'm going to like purge my closet. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to start this craft project. I'm going to, you know, da, 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 da. And then a couple hours later, like I was yesterday, you know, the first half of the day, I was feeling great. I felt like my regular self. I was super productive. And the last half of the day, I was like, this really sucks. Get me out of here. Is this ever going to stop? You know, and it's okay to feel both things in one day because you're human and you should be feeling things. And I think a lot of us, like definitely me, when I first started, like my intentional living, my slowing down my life, you know, minimalism, all of that, when I quit spending money to plaster over my true feelings, I really had to do the hard work. Okay. And I talk about this all the time in my courses, in my just every, everything that I've ever put out is that you have to do the hard work first. You have to deal with the heart issues. And I think the reason, part of the reason why this is so hard for so many people, excluding all of the money economy fear, all of that. Take take money completely off the table in this conversation, okay? Because the money fears are completely justified and real. Take that completely off the, the table for the conversation. But another one of the reasons why we are struggling so hard with this as a whole, as a society, is because when we slow down, when we stop juggling all of the crap that we usually juggle, everything falls and it falls right in our face. And we are left with sitting with ourself in the quiet, in the slow. The only thing that we are left with is our, our thoughts, right? So for me, back when I kind of started this journey, it was like I slowed down enough and I was like, oh man, <laughs> there's a lot of heart issues that I've just been, you know, being busy through and not really dealing with them. And I just kind of would like glaze over them and just continue to be busy so I wouldn't feel, right? So I wouldn't feel all these emotions, all this pain, all this, you know, stuff that I just kept pushing back and pushing back and pushing back. And when I, when I really started to slow down, when I like, 
I was like, oh, wow, like our house is full of clutter. And it was like I finally realized it. It was like I finally opened my eyes to all of it and I could see it all. And then it was like when I started to deal with that, I started to kind of like peel back the layers of chaos and start to deal with things slowly one by one. And then it was like the money and it was like, oh, wow, I could really see all of the problems and I could really see how I had been dealing with my emotions and just spending money to cope with things and, you know, not dealing with the real heart issues. So I think the reason why a lot of people are really are struggling with a lot of this is because we have associated so much of our lives with busyness and it it is a it is a front a lot of times it is a mask that we wear to not have to deal with all of the emotions and all of the heart issues right and when we slow down if we slow down we'll have to sit with ourselves we'll have to be able to hear ourselves think if we stay in our house for weeks at a time we're gonna have to actually deal with the mess at our house the clutter or the emotional mess or whatever it is we're gonna have to actually spend time with the people that we live with things like that and and that's not always easy and so I was talking to a fellow minimalist mom the other day and I was just saying like I'm so thankful that I'm not decluttering in the middle of all of this crap that like or that I that I started in the first place because I could not imagine spending five weeks in this 650 square foot house if it was full of clutter if our house was chaotic like I'm I'm fine chilling here you know because like our house is decluttered and it's not really stressful to be here. And I was kind of like putting myself in that position of how, what I would have felt like back in the day if I would have been, you know, quarantined like in our really cluttered house and how, how different that would have felt. And um, I think that, you know, this is really highlighting all of those kinds of issues of like, I don't know how to sit still. I don't know how to be content in my house because I'm not, you know, and I feel like it's highlighting a lot of those issues. And that is the tip of the iceberg to all of the other issues that it's highlighting, the money issues, the we're, I mean, we're scared. People are sick. We're losing people that we love, you know, people that we love are, are sick and you know it's terrifying it's terrifying and all of that and then the money and then all of the well now we gotta like actually sit still and actually like spend time with each other and like actually spend time with ourselves and like that's hard and you know so it is okay the hundred different emotions that you're feeling every day or every hour or you know the up and down roller coaster and it's okay to not be okay right now right it is okay to not be okay and you guys have probably seen these memes going around 
I'm going to grab my phone and hang on. I can't reach. Okay, here we go. Um, I screen took a screenshot of a couple of them because I wanted to remember. Um, so you guys have probably seen the meme going around that's like, if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill or a side hustle or more knowledge, you never lacked the time, you lacked the discipline. So people are like, all those things that I said, you know, when I have time, I'll do. Apparently, I wasn't really going to do them. I think there is some truth to that in some way um, that it's like, you know, that craft project you were going to do. Like, when I have time, I'll actually do a puzzle. Well, maybe puzzles just aren't for you because you're not doing them now. Okay, like, yeah, there is some truth to that. There is some humor to that. I get that. But then there's the other side that people are sharing the memes now that's like, crossing that out you like you never lack time you lack discipline like crossing that out and being like you guys this is a traumatic experience and this meme that I took a screenshot of says not everyone has the privilege of turning a pandemic into something fun or productive and we don't and so that's where the whole worry about literally your health your loved one's health your money and then all the other like the heart issues, the mental health issues, like some of us struggle with depression on a good day, right? And now we have to deal with our already struggling mental health during a pandemic. That's hard. Some of us are already struggling financially on a good day. And now we have to struggle through this. That is impossible for some people you know some of us are just it's hard life is hard on a good day it's okay to not be okay on a good day guys so it is definitely okay to not be okay right now because this is like I said at the beginning, probably the craziest thing that we've ever lived through. And we've lived through Y2K and 9-11 and the internet <laughs> existing. Like, I mean, trying to explain to my kids that YouTube didn't exist when I was a kid, that literally blew their little minds. Um, that, you know, my husband and I started dating before we even had cell phones <laughs> and text messages. Like we had to call each other's house phones. Like we've lived through some crazy stuff, you guys. And this is still probably the craziest thing that we've lived through. Like this is insane. And so to say that you're not doing things because you lacked the discipline, I feel like is a little mm -mm. like, no, some of us are going through some things right now and that's okay. Um, and what was, the, oh, I didn't screenshot V's. V, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, I'm going to find V's real quick. Her meme that she made because it was so great. It was something about, come on, internet. I'm finding it because I want to quote it. Oh, okay. So she said, it's a global pandemic, not a productivity contest. Okay, I'm taking a screenshot. I'm sorry. I should have took the screenshot earlier. <laughs> it's a global pandemic. It's not a, pr it's not a productivity contest, you guys. Like, you don't have to compete over who is the most productive. And I know, like I said earlier, it is our, it is our animal instincts to compete, to say, you know, I'm doing the best job of this. 
or I'm even I'm doing the worst job. That's still a competition. This sucks the worst for me. That is still being competitive. Like that is our normal nature, nature, but it is not a competition. This is a really hard thing that we're going through and it's okay. Um, another one I took, a screenshot I took from Katie Couric says, staying positive doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time. It means that even on hard days, you know that there are better ones coming. Right? And so I think that kind of is um, back to what I said earlier about like, yeah, I'm I'm usually here to find the sunny side to be you know that optimistic voice when things are hard and to tell you guys like it's okay we can still make it through mental health we can still make it through money and clutter and hard things but I don't have to be naive And it doesn't mean that we have to be happy all the time to still have the positive outlook that better days are coming in that it's going to be okay. And I know that the unknown is so terrifying to us. I think that's a lot of what we are scared of is like, you know, people who are out of work right now, like how long will we be out of work? where will we go? What will we do? You know, the unknown is, is terrifying. Who will get sick next? You know, just waiting for, will it be me? Will it be my sister? Will it be my mom? Will it be, you know, that celebrity that I look up to? I mean, (laughs) you know, who will it be? Who will it be next? And just the unknown of like, how long will this last? Who will we be after this is over? What is normal now? And I think we just, we crave the normalcy. We crave the routine. We crave the the masks that we wear. You know, the labels that they bring us. And a lot of our busy is, well, you know, I identify with my career. I identify with my activities. I identify with who I hang out with, what I do, where I go, what restaurants I eat at. And when we can't do those things, we lose part of our personality. When I can't be the dance mom and the mom who takes her kids to the park, weekly and goes for nature walks and goes camping and you know all the all these things that I are part of my identity and they seem so frivolous and silly and it's like okay so you can't go to dance class okay you know okay you can't go to the park you'll survive yes obviously I'll survive but that's part of my identity so excuse me while it's hard for me to cope right now right? And excuse me while I worry about the people that I love and while I fear for our economy and I wonder when I'm going to get to hug my mom next. And I have to watch people that I love be scared also, you know, and I get to, you know, have social distancing birthday cake with my sister instead of giving her a hug and, you know, having a big party and things like that. And things that sucks. It sucks so bad. So it's okay if you're throwing a little bit of a fit right now. And 
it's okay if your depression has got the best of you and you haven't done anything productive because like V said, this is not a competition. It's a global pandemic. So sit your butt on the couch if that's what helps you make it through. You know, feed your kids cereal for dinner if if that's how you're going to survive this. Eat cookies for breakfast, you know, or on the flip side of that, if what helps you survive this is making sure to get your workout in, is making sure to set your alarm and have some sort of normalcy and, you know, set out activities for the kids and that's what helps you cope. Great. Like you do you. But I think the most important thing that I want you guys to take away from this is that it's not about what she does. It's about what you do and it's about what you need, not what she needs because what she needs might be doing her workout at home and setting her alarm and what I need might be feeding my kids cereal for dinner and watching the office in the middle of the afternoon while I do craft projects and if I'm surviving and she's surviving and we're both making it through the day, that's all that matters. That is all that matters. So no judgment if you're coping with Netflix and no judgment if you're coping with meditating or if you're coping with a combination of both. Like you do you. But the most important thing that I want you guys to take away from this is make sure that you are doing what is best for you, not as what is best for her. Make sure that you are taking the time to take a deep breath and ask yourself, what do I need right now? What do I want right now? Not what should I be doing? Not what is she doing? Not what will people think if I don't get dressed today? What do I need in this moment? What does my family need in this moment? And then doing that thing. So if a workout, if you stop, you ask, you take a deep breath and you say, you know what? I need to move my body. This, my, this is what my body needs. It's going to make me feel better. Then do it. If you stop, you take a deep breath and you, you go, you know what? I cannot right now. And you grab a blanket and you turn on some Netflix at two o'clock in the afternoon and you feel better. Perfect. Like I, the most important thing is taking the time to stop and take care of yourself through this. And if, you know, if that means doing TikTok videos, <laughs> that's what my kids are doing. Or, you know, learning a new skill, whatever it is, okay? Um, don't get caught up in keeping up with the Joneses in this instance, just like we wouldn't want to worry about what everyone else is doing with their money or what everyone else is doing with everything else, all right? Let's do what's best for ourselves and our family and, you know, our mental health and our long term, like what's going to be best for us in the end. Um, and let's get through this and let's, you know, keep our head up and try to stay positive 
which does not mean fake happy, which does not mean naive, um, which means let's let's look for the good. Let's create things that are going to help us feel better. And let's get through this. So I hope that this was helpful to you. Um, again, go back and check out episode 82 for kind of um, more on this topic. And I know that we all have been kind of bombarded oh, by coronavirus this, quarantine that, you know, everything, everything. But I just also feel like how can we talk about anything else right now, you know? And I have some interviews lined up for you guys over the next few weeks. And I think that will be a kind of a good distraction, but probably on the in-between weeks, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to talk about surviving and, you know, how to deal. So if you guys have any questions for me or any, you know, just messages or any comments on this type of topic and like what you guys want to hear from me, what you need to hear from me right now. I want to try to be a voice of positivity and a voice of someone who is helpful during this time, not like scare tactics or, you know, not like annoying, like fake, ridiculous optimism right now because it is hard and, you know, it's okay. Um, So I would love to hear from you guys about what you want to hear over the next couple of weeks, what you need to hear right now and how I can show up in the best way possible for you guys. Um, So that is all for me this week. I hope that that helps and um, keep your head up and I love you guys and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.